Hello friends. Uh, today's topic is very interesting. And this topic is very closely related to my choice of interest. The topic is by chemical monitoring of the athlete during sports training. It is a broad subject. Let us simplify each and every aspect of this subject. What is biochemistry? It is a chemistry of living organism. It is concerned with the structure, metabolism and functions of biomolecules found in or produced by the organism. What are the biomolecules? Lipids, nucleic acids, carbohydrates, proteins, etc. These are all biomolecules. Then what is exercise biochemistry? It is a branch of science which examines the effect of exercise at the molecular level. Very interesting. This is for better understanding of biochemical pathways, mechanism of fatigue, training adaptations, metabolic demands of training and competition. So these are all inclusions of exercise biochemistry. Now, when you talk about the biochemical monitoring of athlete, then we should know that it gives information about the oxygen carrying capacity, health metabolism, nutritional status, bone and muscle health, inflammation status, fluid balance or dehydrations, training load and recovery status of athlete. Then what are the biomarkers or biochemical parameters? A biomarker is a biological indicator of bodies in natural condition which can be measured in the blood. Then what are the biochemical parameters? They are iron profile. Under the iron profile, we should know the serum iron TIBC that is total non-binding capacity sorry to, to, total ion binding capacity TIBC the serum ferritin then transferrin saturation these are the four parameters we should know under the discussion of iron profile then kidney function test urea uric acid creatine, etc. Then the blood, urea, nitrogen, these are all the points we should discuss under the kidney function test. Then under the lipid profile test, the triglyceride, total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, cholesterol versus HDL ratio, then VLDL, cholesterol. Now for serum enzyme, the creatine kinase, lactate dehydrogenase, aspartate dehydrogenase, these are all the enzymes related to muscles. Now the hormones, cortisol is a catabolic one, then testosterone is anabolic one. This we require to know during the recovery or the training balance. Uh, vitamins we should know about vitamin D3 and vitamin B12. In minerals, we should know the calcium, phosphate, magnesium. 
and in electrolyte we need to know the sodium potassium and chloride so these are all the biochemical parameters we should know when we talk about the biomechanical monitoring of the athlete during the sports running so these are all the parameters we should assess now let's have a quick review of what we studied recently the complete blood picture the biomechanical biochemical monitoring first of all we need to know the oxygen carrying capacity the bone and muscle health the overtraining and recovery dehydration and inflammation nutritional and health status these are all the basic components of to understand the exercise biochemistry now biochemistry in sports so helpful for prevention early diagnosis and prognosis of the following parameters the overtraining anemia muscle damage dehydration inflammations and other disorder in athlete so this can be prevented we can find out before it happens early diagnosis is possible and once the problem is detected then you can start treatment and treatment also can be monitored whether uh, the prognosis is good or bad now let us talk about the biomarkers in sports and exercise there are two biomarkers one is nutritional markers another one is metabolic markers so let us understand nutritional markers the athletic performance and recovery from exercise are enhanced by optimal nutrition so now let us understand nutritional deficiency can lead to what vitamin e deficiency can lead to erythrocyte hemolysis further muscle degradations for low calcium and vitamin d injury risk is more and stress fractures probability is more b complex vitamin deficiency the performance uh, descends by re regulating energy metabolism then if iron folate and vitamin d deficiency happens then anemia fatigue cognitive impairments immune deficiency are the probable uh, reasons uh, probable disease happens when there's a absence of this vitamin now what are the biomarkers used to know the nutritional status the iron it is 59 to 150 mg per dl in male 37 to 145 for female for ferritin it is should be 20 to 20 250 for male 12 to 160 for female for magnesium it is 1.7 to 2.4 mg per dl calcium 9 to 10.5 mg per dl vitamin d 31 to 100 mg per dl vitamin b12 187 to 883 pg per ml now iron profile iron profile as we studied the serum iron serum ferritin total iron binding capacity and transferrin saturations we need to know so in iron diet if you see the heme iron and non heme iron are two category so heme iron is seen in the non veg food and the non heme iron is seen in the veg food if you talk about the storage of iron then we understand something called as muscle myoglobin it is present 300 mg and in bone marrow it is also present 300 mg and from bone marrow it goes to circulating erythrocyting hemoglobin approximately 1800 mg and 
from there to reticuloendothelial macrophages 600 milligram so iron loss can lead to slaughtered mucosal cells discomminations menstruations other flow loss so we should understand what is called something called as iron deficiency anemia anemia is a condition characterized by the low levels of the rbcs or hemoglobin so basically the lack of iron in your diet or inability to absorb iron at the blood loss these are the probable reasons why there is a deficiency of iron now we should understand now something called as hemolysis in athlete so rbc destructs in 120 days a new rbc also forms the cycle so during the mechanical injury we should understand now hemolysis in mechanical injuries conditions and metabolic injury conditions in mechanical injuries uh if you see the pre existing erythrocyte if you see pre existing erythrocyte abnormalities it gives a direct injuries then further the vasoconstriction happens then muscle contraction happens then there's a impact that's you know flow chart of the mechanical injuries for metabolic injury the hyperemia dehydration hypotonic shock hypoxia lactic acidosis shear stress oxidative changes proteolysis catecholamines lysolecithin enhance osmotic transitivity impaired membrane structures deformity and resistance these are all the mechanical injuries which stimulate this hemolysis what is called food strike hemolysis it's caused by rbc destruction from a repeated trauma elevated temperature in muscle turbulence and acidosis may also involve it increases the bilirubin further than it decreases the haptoglobin it increases the cystocytes the slight increase in mcv and reticulocytes so pre preferential damage of older abc is called hemoglobinuria the potential indications from reductions in iron status markers are in iron status decreases it reduces the time trial program it impaired view to peak view to max reduce the energy efficiency low training volume per day it's greater max lactate low time to exertions so you need to have a iron rich food to replace all these complications so polycythemia when you have more hemoglobin in your blood so what is the magnesium it is the important for energy metabolism as well as the nerve and muscle functions so optimal magnesium also improves the muscle strength delays muscle fatigue during the short intense burst of exercises if if there's a deficiency in the magnesium then what are the possible causes possible outcome the muscle weakness muscle spasm altered ck and lactate response to exercise 
Now, for vitamin B12 is responsible for production of the RBC and brain and neuron system functions. The deficiency can lead to the microcytic megaloblast anemia. Now, what is protein metabolism? Urea, blood urea, nitrogen, albumin, ratio of amino acid, glutamine to glutamate is used as potential marker of overtraining. Now, lipid profile, as you know, the triglyceride, total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, VLDL, these are all the parameters for to monitor the lipid status of an athlete. So, let us understand the regulation of the fat metabolism <coughs> during the exercise. Something called as lipolysis. It is stimulated by decreased insulin, epinephrine, non-epinephrine, cortisol and growth hormone. It stimulates lipolysis by lipase. Then adipose cell further stimulates the triglycerides and free fatty acids and plus glycerol. So lipolysis is the primary stimulator of epinephrine. Then primary inhibitor is insulin. So fats are used as a primary source in endurance when carbohydrate availability is low. So we must understand the importance of the fat metabolism for training athlete. The fats are used as a primary source in endurance when carbohydrate availability is low. So omega-3 fatty acids, it reduces inflammation, muscle soreness, perception of pain from exercises. Now what is carbohydrate metabolism? You need to understand the few facts that when glucose is ingested, insulin rises and glucose level rises. And glu then the blood glucose and insulin elevated. Then when you start exercise, glucose is taken up rapidly into the muscle because of increased insulin and a effects of exercises. After 45 minutes of exercise, then glucose level comes down, low blood glucose levels and low levels of the energy supply to the brain. The symptom of hypoglycemia, dizziness, weakness, uh, lack of power, nausea, a reduced performance is reduced in those times. So the state called hypoglycemia and reactive hypoglycemia. What is reactive hypoglycemia? If carbohydrate diet is taken before the exercise and after a few minutes of workout, glucose level in this blood level decreases due to overactivity of the insulin, that is called reactive hypoglycemia. Now, what are all the metabolic markers? Glucose, lipid profile, blood urea, nitrogen, creatine, protein, amino acids, etc. So other nutritional markers are zinc, chromium, vitamin A, vitamin E. As we talked, vitamin E deficiency in athlete, it increases the stress fracture three to six times. Increase atrophy of type 2 muscle fiber, it increases the myalgia, decreases muscle strength, it impairs the calcium uptake in sacroplasmic uh, retinaculum, reticulum, SR. It increases the incidence of upper respiratory tract infections. So vitamin deficiency can lead to the osteomalacia in uh, adult and child rickets.
so certain food source where you can get vitamin d is cheese butter milk cereals uh, fatty fish when when you are exposed to sunlight in the skin seven dehydro cholesterol converts to cholecalciferol it is called d3 then in the liver d3 when you take fish or meat uh, it's, it it supplies d3 when you take supplements it supplies d2 and then in the liver 25 hydroxy vitamin d3 is get converted to 125 d hydroxy vitamin d3 and the kidney it maintains the calcium balance in the body so this is all about uh, the markers the biochemical markers for athlete a certain uh, parameters we need to monitor we need to check through blood so these are all the brief idea about uh, the biochemistry in sports thank you very much for listening hello once again uh, this is the part uh, second part of the biochemical monitoring of the athlete during sports training or in the heading of uh, exercise biochemistry this is the continuation of the first part and this episode will understand the muscle damage and overtraining markers the muscle damage markers are serum enzyme like creatine kinase ck lactate dehydrogenase ldh myoglobin and myosin heavy chain fragments that is mhc now let us understand what happens in the muscle damage so cpk so from when phosphocreatine converts to creatine by releasing phosphorus likewise adp absorb that phosphorus to convert into atp so this is a phosphocreatine atp interactions then let us understand what is cpk isoenzymes so there are three cpk isoenzymes one is ckbb second one is ck isoenzyme then third one is ckmm to so ckbb ck1 found mainly in the brain then ckmb ck2 found in the cardiac and skeletal muscles and ckmm ck3 found in the muscular injury now let us understand ldh lactate dehydrogenase it catalyzes the interconversion of pyruvate and lactate with concomitant interconversion of nadh and nad so what are the ldh isoforms so double h double h is found in heart and kidney and it requires ldh1 double h hm it is present in the rbc heart kidney brain it needs ldh2 double h double m presents in brain lungs wbc it requires ldh3 double m and hm it is present in the lung and skeletal muscles it requires ldh4 then double m double m it is present in the skeletal muscles and livers it requires ldh5 for catal catalysis now the, the, let us understand the clinical importance of myoglobin 
it is the ex when there is extensive damage to the skeletal muscles it results in the release or excretion of myoglobin in urine this is called myoglobinuria this can be observed in rhabdomyolysis now what is mhc myoglobin heavy chain fragments it is it is a structurally bound contractile protein of thick filaments increase in plasma mh that means when in plasma an increase in mhc it indicates both membrane leakage or dehydration of the contractile apparatus so mhc level increases 48 hours after post exercises the measurement of myosin heavy chain fragment will be useful in the diagnosis of previous rhabdomyolysis up to 12 days now what are all overtraining markers the constant intense training that does not provide adequate time for recovery and these markers are cortisol testosterone testosterone cortisol ratio sex hormone binding globin glutamine creatine phosphokinase lactate response and c reactive protein now let us have a under clean understanding of cortisol it con the control of cortisol secretion when exercise during exercise or, or, or during bone break or during burn or during stress it stimulates higher brain center that is there in the hypothalamus then hypothalamus in presence of crh uh, from the anti anterior pituitary gland stimulates and further it send a message to adrenal cortex to release cortisol Uh, so in when there is a cortisol in the blood stream it mobilizes the tissue amino acids it mobilizes the free fatty acids it blocks entry of glucose into tissues stimulates gluconeogenesis the role of cortisol in the maintenance of blood glucose when cortisol is there cortisol is there uh, in the muscle or adipose tissue that's in one segment we'll talk and it is there in the blood tissue the another segment we will talk in the muscle it breaks down into amino acid protein then further amino acids then further from the adipose tissue it breaks down to triglycerides and further uh, into free fatty acids and glycerol and from here the glycerol and the amino acids when they mixed together they form glucose and the second channel when we talk about the presence of the cortisol in the blood tissue you see when triglycerides converts to free fatty acid and glycerol from there one free fatty acid molecule goes off after the oxidation to the blood tissue and it it blocks the entry of the glucose to the tissue level so when chemically sorry when chronically it elevated cortisol is a catabolic and um, immunosuppressive which leading to circumstances that uh, make it more difficult for an athlete to build or maintain muscle mass and recover increase in cortisol in the muscle decreases the amino acids uptake by muscle in pancreas it decreases the insulin in adipose tissue it increases the breakdown of fat in the bone it decreases the bone formation 
in the liver it increases the glucose so cortisol reducing foods what are the foods which reduces the cortisol the high quality sources of protein can help to decrease the cortisol productions low glycemic carbohydrate can also help lower the cortisol level naturally omega 3 fats from the fish and flaxseed oil can help to control stresses now to understand testosterone when testosterone as we said during the exercise or bone break or burns or stress it stimulates the hypothalamus then hypothalamus uh, through the hormone grh stimulate the anterior pituitary anterior pituitary gland then further uh, it release fsh and ichc hormone it stimulates the semiferous tubules then it increase the sperm count then for uh, from the anterior pituitary gland it also stimulates interstitial cells through ichhs which further uh, stimulates the release of the testosterone in the male the secondary sex characteristics develops the effects of testosterone in the bone if you see it maintains the bmd maintenance in the muscle the growth and strength of the muscle in the skin is the hair growth collagen growth in the brain it increase the sex drive it increase the mood it increase the confidence and the memory in the bone marrow it helps in the rbc production in sex organ like form production erectile function and prostate growth the chronic exercise training can decrease the testosterone level in males and estrogen levels in females the latter adaptation has potentially negative consequences related to the osteoporosis that means it is very much clear that chronic exercise training hot training can decrease the testosterone level in males with the natural way to boost testosterone eat more fat uh, consume testofen zinc vitamin d d aspartic acid multi joint movements in the gym shorten the rest period a training variable with greater testosterone and a good sleep these are the way you can boost your testosterone now testosterone and cortisol ratio it provide a relative indication of anabolic catabolic balance especially in male athlete more sensitive to training stresses now understand what is shbg shbg is a protein produced primarily in the liver this protein transport sex hormones including testosterone throughout the body bioavailability of testosterone in is influenced by the level of shbg it is a useful indicator of training uh, status and performance increase in the shbg it decreases the testosterone may indicate the insufficient recovery now let us talk about the glutamine it is amino acids involved in neural plasticity and protein synthesis decrease level may reflect fatigue or suboptimal training adaptations so glutamine and glutamate ratio the chronic low level may reflect the suboptimal training adaptations and 
catabolism now what is neutrophil and lymphocyte ratio so neutrophil lymph and lymphocyte ratio can provide a good measure of exercise stress and subsequent recovery <coughs> this ratio usually uh, returns to normal within 6 to 9 hours after exercise now what is plasma creatine kinase activity exercise induced muscle damage is very common in overtraining athlete that time you see the plasma creatine kinase activity the blood lactate profiles the lower blood lactate responses during sub maximal exercises test in overtrained athlete crp it is a strong indicator of inflammation resulting from tissue injury associated with ots that is called overtraining syndrome and poor recovery so uh, that's all for the day thank you very much for listening